Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Outlet Podcast. This is Connor. And this is Paisley. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year's. Happy whatever. New Year. Whatever you celebrate, celebrate it. Go hard. Yes. I hope your guys' holiday Christmas season, Hanukkah season, we hope it was great. We hope that, you know, you just spent good quality time with people you love, played games, watched movies, ate food. Watched the NBA, NFL, Christmas Day, whatever it is. Connor and I had a really, really good Christmas. Just like type of season, we kind of explained what we were going to do last week, and everything turned out so nice. Yeah, our our Christmas Eve dinner on the 24th was amazing. Oh. It was a five-course meal, and um, it was amazing. Like, the whole setup, it was eloquent. I that's, will how, post, that's the best way I can explain it. I'll post pictures from that meal, and honestly, just our Christmas in general on outlet.thepodcast our instagram so you guys can see those pictures but that meal like people just know how to host and um the woman who cooked this with her mom she just loves to cook and so she definitely like just went above and beyond she made a little um pastry present with salmon inside it and then it was the, crazy well and then the the sauce it was the vinaigrette mango Oh my gosh. Sauce. Oh my goodness. It was, it was amazing. So Everything good. was homemade from scratch. We had a Ferrero Rocher dessert, which if, if you guys don't know what that is, it's just a chocolate that kind of has hazelnut. Um, it's just so good. And we had that, uh, like a little mousse yeah. thing for dessert. It was so good. Amazing. It was amazing. Like you thought you were at like a five star restaurant yeah. or something getting catered to. And it was so funny. And every single time you'd finish their meal, like they would hurry and bounce up and take your plates away. And then the next dish would be right there yeah. for you. And, and they have a dog. Yeah. And the dog, <laughs> whenever. So our host, her name was Sandra. Whenever she would get up from the table to go like clear our plates and bring the next course, <laughs> their dog would climb onto her seat and sit at the table as if. She was a human. It was so funny. I'll post that picture too, but it was just so cute. It was. It was a very, very good time. And then mm-hmm. we had a very good time with the the sister missionaries from yep. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That was a lot of and fun. And they brought food. We brought food. And we had a great big old who-fill feast. <laughs> yeah, Connor. Honestly, Connor and I had leftovers today. Um, and we had... The mashed potatoes Connor made, which were so yummy. And then I made sweet potatoes and they were really good. And we Mm -hmm. had just nice leftovers. And then just to wrap it up, just to make sure. Then we went to my teammate's apartment and his girlfriend, Callie, made fried chicken, mashed Mm -hmm. potatoes, um, mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. And then Paisley had uh, vegetables, fried vegetables? Roasted. Roasted vegetables, sorry. And it was such a lovely dinner also. I have to make a confession, though. (sighs) I tried baking two things. And, okay, so I tried to make sugar cookies on, I think, Christmas Day. Yeah, they did not turn out. No, no, they didn't. 
It was my mom's like famous recipe, but I just think ingredients here are obviously different than ingredients in America. And then on top of that, if you guys don't know, we're living in Germany right now. So that's what I mean by ingredients here. But then on top of that, just the ovens that are here are also different. So I think that's just bad. And then I truly just absolutely messed up on last night's dinner. Last night was Christmas and man yeah I tried to make a peach cobbler so you can make a peach cobbler with canned peaches um, like a white cake mix and then a soda like a Sprite or a Coca-Cola just poured right on top as the I think a Sprite would have been a Sprite okay I just used too much Coca-Cola guys because you're supposed to just use a can, but I had a bottle of Coke, and I didn't look how many ounces it was compared to a can, and I just ruined it. Like, it just, it literally tasted like Coke. It was bad. It was so sad. But I will say, the new things that you tried this Christmas cooking were absolutely fire. Oh, I think thanks. I think my favorite thing that you made, the sweet potatoes were really good, but was the surprise custard. Custard, French, French, French toast. toast, yeah. Yeah. I tried Amazing. that. It was fun. It was a Amazing. challenge to make the custard, but I did it and on the first try, so it was awesome. Yeah. You need to make that for my family when we get back home. I that's will. That's good. I will. Okay, now let's just quickly... So this is our advice um, episode. It's the last episode of the year, And so we're going into a new year. We just want to end this first year of our podcast. Not even first year, but like end of the year while we're doing the podcast. Anyway, I'm confusing myself. Um, Just was uh, giving some advice. And so you guys wrote in. But before we do that, I love hearing what people get for Christmas. So we're going to tell you what we got. And then will you guys please DM us (laughs) and send us pictures of what you got. That'd be awesome. But I'm just going to first start off. My parents sent us a cute little box of Christmas presents and sent us books. And then we opened up oh, books like How the Grinch Stole Christmas and The Fire, The Night Before Christmas, just like super cute kids books. And then they gave us Battleship. Um, Currently four and two. I am losing. So I guess I'm two and four. Yeah, I'm... We've played six times and I've won four. I'm getting good. And then Soccer Showdown. We haven't opened that up yet. We need to play that tonight. And then they also gave us just a whole bunch of like treats, Christmas treats. And then Connor, he got me, um, so he got me a Lululemon sweatshirt. It's called the Perfectly Oversized Crop Crew. I'm super excited about that. And then he also got me the Crossbody mini bag from Lululemon, which I'm really obsessed about. I told him I wanted the belt bag, but he got mixed up and he got me this one instead. But honestly, I'm so much more happy with this crossbody bag than the belt bag than I would have been. So I'm actually really happy about that. (laughs) And then um, he also got me some Nike leggings, which are the... Sweats. Oh, sweats, yeah. I don't know what these are called. I think they're like the high-rise waist uh, sweats or something. Something okay. for that nature. Well, I love them. They're super, they're like a pretty tan color. And then he also got me a mini squish model that you can um, flip inside out. So one side's a cactus and the other side's an armadillo. 
<laughs> so yeah. All right. So what Paisley got me this Christmas is one AirPod Bud because I was biking to practice one day and I was in the middle of the street and I went to look to see if there's a car behind me and my AirBud fell out and then the car proceeded to run it over and destroyed the entire thing. So I came home and I'm like, I'm going to have to buy a whole new set. I'm like, I'm going to go back to my old ones, but I really like their Air, AirPod Pros. Yeah. And so I'm like, can I have it? And she figured it all out. So I'm super grateful for that. And then I got uh, a Manscape. Is it the Lawnmower 4.0? Yeah. Yeah. So I got that fire. That'll, that'll be nice. I got some socks. Oh, yeah. Because I always still Paisley's like low show socks. Kind Our of crew because, socks. Yeah. They're like ankle socks. I don't socks. have any. Or not ankle socks. They're a little bit above like the ankle. I think they're called crew socks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it got us that. And then, what else did I get? Did I forget something? Yeah, I got you those Carhartt hats. Oh, yeah, the Carhartt hats. And then I got hats because I only have one one hat pretty much and I wear hats all the time. I guess I wear the one hat all the time. <laughs> and so Paisley got me those. Is so. that all I is that all we got? Yeah, that's a lot. I think that's it. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. I just feel like I always forget. Anyway, so Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Let's jump right into the advice. Okay, the first one. And these are all anonymous anonymous by the way. How to deal with difficult roommates in college. Wow. Babe, go ahead. Well, I have had, I had multiple roommates while I was in college. Um, for the majority of the time, it was like me, Maria, and Mally. Those were like the roommates I had for the longest time. Both of those girls were on my team. And then... Like the other times we had some ra- like one person random in our apartment because there are four rooms in our apartment. So the first year we had another one of my two mates until she transferred. And then the other times we just had, I think, four other girls like filter through that one room over the next two years. And some of those roommates literally sucked. Like one of them... So I shared a bathroom with all the girls that came in because Maria and Mally shared the other one. But one of the girls, she like never bought any toilet paper or anything like that. Like just left it up to me, which is like fine. But when things ran out, she would legit be like, hey, uh, we ran out of toilet paper. Like, okay, I'm not your mom. Like go to the store and get it. Um, But I don't know. She just was a mess. And I never knew how to deal with it, but I just always... Like talk to Mally and Maria about Maria about it and was like, guys, what the heck? And then another girl, she was just a whole bunch of drama. Not like with our um like the three of us, but just with her own life and she always talked to us about it. And so that was interesting. <laughs> that was just pretty much just um entertainment. Okay, I'm not giving any advice though. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how to deal I mean- with a bad a bad roommate. Um, this is what I would say. Don't major in minor things. And so what I mean mean by that, we all have like 
different pet peeves or we like how certain things are like done. We like it our way. And say, for instance, I leave up the toilet seat. Paisley doesn't like that. But rather than her like freaking out and it ruining it, her it ruining her. I can't even speak. Can you help me out, babe? Ruining my day. Yeah, she doesn't. She just says, you know, hey, like she reminds me. And obviously, we're in a relationship, so it's a little different than a roommate. But I think it goes back to the point: don't major in minor things, because every small thing, like at the end of the day. It really doesn't matter. And, and and they might be doing something like big. And that's when you probably like need to be like, hey, and you just need to have a conversation. You need I to just think about how, how to approach that. I just remembered a scenario that I had with one of our roommates that like we actually had to talk to her about it. But so one time um, in the morning, I woke up and I went to go make myself breakfast and I realized there was milk all over the ground, like leaking out of the fridge. I was like, what the heck is going on? I opened up what the fridge. What is going on in here? I opened up the fridge and there, the milk carton had broke a little bit. Like there was a crack in it and there's a paper towel underneath it. So obviously the person knew that like it had started to leak, but they didn't like do anything about it besides put a paper towel underneath it. That's like a boy living in the house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so obviously I knew that if milk sits out, and is left out, it reeks. It smells so bad. So I cleaned it up. I did that. But then I texted in our um, group chat, in our roommate group chat, and I said, hey, guys, I saw that the milk was broken. I cleaned it up. But please, like, if something like this happens again, you guys have to clean it up right away, like, especially if it's milk. So I just had, like, open communication about that, and it, like, never happened again. And like she was obviously super apologetic, but like I didn't, I didn't like go and confront them face to face. A lot of the times, texting is just so much easier when it comes to like stuff like that because you still have to see them. Like when you go home, and if you don't want to talk to them face to face, that's fine. Honestly, talking to them face to face is probably better, but um, texting is kind of like an out and if you send it to the whole group acting as if you don't know who it is even if you know the certain position or person it is that might help a little bit yeah i think that's very important like i think sometimes that's hard like because we're so frustrated and we want to say something but we're not in a good state of mind and like maybe let it rest for a second so you're not so emotional and then text the person so you're like hey like you know, like, I hope you're doing, like, having a good day. Like, make sure they're okay, first of all. Like, hey, just wanted to let you know, like, X, Y, and Z happened. And, like, let's just, like, work on that. I I don't know. I think there's appropriate, like, language and a way to approach it. And then also, I think the last thing I would say is, is never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. Um, because at the end of the day, we don't, you you might know what your roommate's going through. You might not. But for your own personal peace, you causing like you bring it, it, throwing more dirt on it or, you know, holding it in, that might be hard too. And so you need, just need to find a balance of saying, you know, like this is just so small, like I'm not going to let it ruin my day and I want to have like my personal peace, like I'm just going to move on. And then if it gets to a point, then you just find an appropriate time and place and, and you just talk to them and you just 
be be honest like Paisley did, just like, hey, like we can't have this this happen, like let's not have it happen again and then she was she apologized and thank goodness it didn't happen again. Yeah, luckily she wasn't like rude about it because i know some uh, roommates a lot of the times when you start living with someone new you they do things differently than you do you're raised different and obviously you guys do things different and so sometimes you guys just have to adjust to that yeah and just to just to finish up on that yeah because we got to finish up yeah on this one. well and and maybe just look at it as an opportunity like hey like this is like a growing experience for me like you know if you have marriage in the future uh if you have marriage in the future to say like okay like maybe this is an opportunity to work like with uh with a different like roommate or partner or relationship within a living quarter so yeah next one all right this is from just kidding ways to stay consistent in the gym and continue to go well some people just have a bigger desire to go work out than others or honestly just a motivation have a higher motivation push than others like connor is a more motivated person than i am in just everything he does he's just more motivated i like doing things but i'm not as like quick and motivated to go as he is if that makes sense but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me or anything amazing about him but if you truly do want to go to the gym and work out and, like, do that for yourself, you got to set time and, like, a schedule for you to actually do it. If you just say, "I this week I want to go to the gym five, four times a week, but then you don't set up the time, like, okay, I'm going to go now, this is when I'm going, you're going to be more, more likely to like skip or push past it or like forget about it. Yeah. There's, there's actually like a lot of tricks to, to get you like to be more consistent in your life. So I think the first thing is you got to know yourself and how you're going to get yourself out of going to the gym. So for example, I'm going to do one of Paisley and then I'm going to do one of me is Paisley is not a morning person. So if her only time is in the morning to go work out, like she's going to have a good like chance of being like, I'm not going to wake up. I'm going to sleep through it. But if she did something like, okay, I know myself. I know that I don't want to go to the gym, but maybe if I invite my friend there that I have to meet up, then that's going to force me to go to the gym. Okay. That doesn't work. Okay. Maybe I set up like all my clothes and my gym stuff and I post something on Instagram. I'm going to be at the gym tomorrow. I don't know. Something to hold you accountable. Or just go to bed earlier. Well, yeah. And, and, and go to bed earlier. And maybe it's, maybe that's the case. But I'm just saying you're doing something to prepare mm-hmm. for, for, for the, the gym. Day. Yeah. So for me, it's like also that first initial step. So maybe mine's just like just get to the gym. And once I get to the gym, I know I'll work hard. Mm-hmm. So how can I just get to the gym? And that might be simply like thinking like, okay, like I want to be better at basketball. That's my main goal. And so with that reason, I go to the gym. So I don't, I don't know yeah. if that was, that was good advice or not, but. I think that was good. Okay. Here's another, another one. This is about friendship. I, I am in a group of seven girls in high school and whenever some of them meet up, but don't, don't invite me. I feel as if they 
are leaving me out on purpose. They meet up with other friends of mine, but happen not to invite me. I really love them. And when we hang out, everything is great. I kind of feel lost because I want to be with them, but I tend to be left out if I don't specifically ask what they are doing. Do I tell them how I feel? I think you've been in this situation kind of before, so I think you'd have better advice than I would. Yeah. Okay. So this has happened to me and you're not the only one. No, you're not the only one. And it like really hurt my feelings because I'm like, okay, I thought we were all friends. Why are you guys going and doing things without me posting about it when you guys know, like, I love being around you guys and like, I feel like you guys like being around me. And so one time, like my friend came up to me and was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like we didn't invite you to this. Like it wasn't really my place to invite you because it was for like something else. Like I'm really sorry, but I did feel bad. So I knew that like they knew what they were doing. And honestly, like at that point, I kind of like distanced myself. I was like, okay, well, if they like, obviously they don't like me as much as I thought they did. And obviously like our friendship is not on the level where they want to hang out with me like more than we already do. And so I just like accepted that. It's not like I can really push other people to like, like me or want to be around me. So whatever the reason why they didn't want to, I don't know the reason, but like it is whatever at this point, like I got over it. And a big reason I think I did get over it is because like, I know like the type of person I am. I really like who I am. Like I enjoy my time around other people and I know people enjoy their time around me. So I'm going to hang around the people that I know like being around me. So I went and started hanging out with other people and spending more time elsewhere. So in this, like, first off, a group of seven girls, that is a lot. That is a huge group of people. It's a lot of personality. That's a lot of personality. And so honestly, like, I could be totally wrong about this, but maybe they don't like hanging out with you as much as like you like hanging out with them. Does that make sense? I don't know if you have other girlfriends in your in that group that you guys hang out with, but maybe you start hanging out with like a smaller group of people. Does that make sense? Like usually when you have a group of seven like that, there's obviously going to be clicks. Like you're not going to have seven girls. That's just I I just have never seen that where seven girls are the best are best friends all the time and like people don't hang out outside of that i'm sure you have a friend in that group that you are more closer to than the other girls or like two other girls that you're closest to more than the others like go spend time with them or go find other groups like when they do have those big gatherings that's great or if you still do want to like ask to hang out with them in those big groups because like you said when you specifically ask then you're likely more likely to be invited. Like if you're fine asking, keep doing that. But like there's that there's some point in a relationship where you have to decide, am I putting more into this relationship than another person? And how do I feel about that? It came to a point where I didn't like that I was putting in more effort for a relationship and not getting the same effort or I, I felt like I wasn't getting anything back. So I just distanced myself and I found other people that enjoyed being around me and I enjoyed being around them. 
And I, th- I think that's a very important, um, very important. I, I call it when you're picking to be around people, I call these people givers and takers. And you'll realize in your friend group who are the givers and who are the takers. And you obviously want to surround yourself with givers. And so what I mean by that, like they give you your t- give you their time, their attention, you know, they're always willing to give and not take. They don't, they don't worry about, oh, I need something, I need something back, yeah. or what they're getting back or, or whatever. And so I would look within that friend group or people around you and who, who reaches out, who talks to you the most, who's curious about your life, how you're doing, you know, and I would like start to hang out with that person. But I will say this. In order to have a good friend, you first need to be a good friend. Yes, 100%. And don't ever be embarrassed about reaching out for the first month or so and saying, hey, let's do this. Let's plan this. Let's let's go and do this. Hey, I, I, I did something for you. Because in the end, if you're doing that, you're a good person and people will be naturally attracted to you. Yeah. And... To be honest with you, I don't have like a huge friend group. I'm friends with everyone, but I have a very small knit. Like core group. Like core group of people. That you choose to like spend your time around. That I choose to spend. And and that's, that's I guess that's okay with me because I know what I'm going to get. These people are quality people and that's who I want to spend my time with. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry that they're going to take advantage of me like Paisley was kind of describing like, wow, they're always just taking from me. Like this is getting exhausting. And so just realize those people in your life and then kind of gravitate towards them. And it might be a little rocky at the start or you might be unsure. Like, oh, these people look like they're having so fun. But being treated well and nice will make a big difference. Yeah. She says, she said, like, do I tell them how I feel? And I'd say, yeah, if it's if this relationship is important enough to you to talk to them about it, yes, tell them how you feel. Like, in the end, either they'll respect it or they don't. And it's not up to you what they do, but then you'll know. You'll know what's going on in that relationship. Okay, let's move on. Moving on. Okay. So what do I do when a coach doesn't like me? So he doesn't play me, but I'm one of the best players on the team. Hmm. <laughs> um, can, can I go first this time, babe? I don't care. Okay, perfect. I'll go, for, I'll go first this time. Um, so I, growing up and kind of, I still am now, I'm like a people pleaser. And so I'd always want to like make the coach happy or the teacher happy or whatever. And sometimes that gets you in trouble because when you're always trying to please people and do like what is right every single time, then you don't progress and you don't like get to your, to your full potential. But what what I would say to that and the most basic answer that I can give is continue to be the best player, continue to work hard and know what you can control. You can control your attitude, your how you go to the gym, your shooting, your workouts. You can't control what that coach does. That's just out of your ballpark. But I would say this is make that choice really hard for him. 
where it gets to a point where he has to play you. And that might be hard for him, but he has to play you. And it might be, it might be hard for you getting to that point. But again, control what you can control and then let things play out. I mean, that's the best, best advice yeah, that I can give. Yeah, and it might even come down to where he doesn't play you, even if it is so obvious that you are the best player. He might just not play you just because I have no idea. Sometimes coaches just political choose things. Yeah, a lot of every time you're on a team, it's political. But, sorry. <laughs> but um, just like Connor said, Control what you can control, and sometimes that is like changing teams, finding a different coach. But then I will have to say I've had multiple teammates all the way from when I was like in fifth grade that didn't like all our coaches that we were on, like or not all of them, but like liked their the coach that we had. And sometimes like as a player, you need to look inward, inward and be like, okay, like am I doing anything that's like – maybe distracting my other teammates and that the coach might not like. Am I doing things that like frustrate my coach? Am I doing things where I'm not fully invested in the team? Like it's not always the coach's fault, but I'm also not going to say that these coaches are perfect because they're not. So yeah. And, and, and I think that's a good point. Like if you grew up and you're like, Oh, I didn't like my third grade soccer coach. I didn't like my fifth grade basketball coach. I didn't like my seventh grade middle school coach. And now I don't like this coach. And I'm like, well, there's a trend going on. Yeah. Like, you got to pay attention to the trend also. And that's, I think that's what Paisley's saying is like, look inward and say, am I showing up to every practice? Am I am I doing all the drills? Am I, am I conditioning every single time and running the hardest I can? Or am I just slacking off? Yes. And at the end of the day, whether you play or not, like at the end of the season, whether you play or not, you have to sit with and be able to sit with what you had done that whole season. And if you had just complained and been worried about the coach and saying, well, he's not playing me and it's his problem, it's his fault, but then you're in the gym working and putting the extra time, like you're going to have regret deep down. You're going to know that you didn't do everything you could. But, but if you are doing everything you can, if you are putting in the time, if you are still trying to enjoy the sport as much as you can, even though you have this super big, like, ego in your way, you won't regret it. And honestly, yeah. at the end of the day, what's most important is the relationship you have with your teammates. That's what makes sports fun. That's what makes life great. So I just worry, like, that's another thing that you can try to focus on. Also, whenever I feel like things aren't going right for me in sports... I always turn to like serving others and it helps. Yeah. And, and I will also say this, the grass is not always greener on the other side either. And so what I, what I mean by that is you're like, Oh, if I'm in a different situation doing, doing things differently, like it'll just all be better for me. And that's, that's not always true. And so you got to work with what, where you're at right now. And then once Paisley, Paisley said it perfectly, I couldn't have said it any better. If you're doing all those things and you don't have any regrets, you know that you possibly need to move on or do something else. Let's move on to the next one. This one's kind of longer. They said, I wouldn't usually write anything in, but since you guys are basketball pros and I absolutely love your show, I thought some of your input would be cool. Okay, 
So I play basketball at my high school and have only played this year and last. We are a tiny school, so we barely have enough for two teams. I swung last season, but this year we got a new coach and I'm on varsity. This coach has coached for several years in our town, but had to retire a couple years ago due to health stuff, but came back because no one else would coach us. The fact of the matter is, he's a terrible coach. He is so old and can't even remember our names. He doesn't watch game film because it gives him vertigo. What's vertigo? I don't know the exact definition, but I understand what she's saying. Okay. Um, and he doesn't look at the stat sheet. All he does is scream at us all the time, and there's very minimal coaching going on. We've lost every one of our games so far, and he just yells at us and is a complete jerk. Right now, playing time is all up to politics, and I'm really struggling. I wanted to quit, but I'm trying to stay strong for my team. I let what he says affect me very personally, and so I, w- I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how to deal with coaches who are the worst and not let all the negativity affect me. Love your guys' podcast. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Wow. I hate when politics come into sports, you but dis- it's inevitable. You, you dis- yeah. Yeah, that's very well said. It's going to happen. As as crappy as it is, it is going to happen. Um I have no idea what your coach is doing. Maybe he needs an assistant coach coach that's younger and can help him out because it kind of sounds like he needs it. And wow, that's just a lot. Okay, so she's asking advice on how to deal with coaches who are the worst. So how, how can she deal with this guy? Um... I think it kind of goes into what we were saying before, what we were just talking about. Um, because when I heard, when I heard her, first of all, I hear you. I've been in the situation. <laughs> yeah, and we all I, have. And, and I just want to say, because my wife has practiced on me a lot and helped me out. I validate your feelings. But from you reading, from me reading that, or you reading that to me, it's it was just the coach did this, the coach did this, the coach did this. And so first, get away from the coach for a second and like kind of look a little bit inward first and say, what can I work on? I don't know. This coach sounds like it's hard yeah, to he, deal with. He, he, sounds, it's, he sounds hard to deal with, but guess what? It goes back to controlling what you can control. You can't control that the coach yells the entire time. You can't control he doesn't watch film or he plays who he wants to play. You can't even control that. Does does he even want to be there, or do they just like, yeah, you have to show up because you're the only dude? Because he like wanted for health reasons, wanted to go out, but he's the only person there. Yeah. So does he even want to be there? So control what you can control. I will also say, I just had this thought. Maybe befriend him. That sounds so crazy, but maybe like start throwing jokes at your coach, or like sitting down and actually having a conversation with him, like more on like a. Not about basketball, but just about life. And maybe you might soften him up. I just thought of that and I was like, hmm, maybe that will work. Maybe. And then I think lastly uh, on this is 
one thing that I did not do in high school that I really regret, but that that I wasn't educated in, was mental health. And I would personally, at this point, I would start to read like articles or something on on mental health, just so like you can like consciously like be like, you know, this is what I'm going to do, so I can come out of this better. Because the, the number one answer is, don't quit even though how hard it is don't become bitter just become better out of it and that is so hard because you're living in in it and you can't see like it's hard to see the positive i've been there i promise you i probably have not handled the situation any better than you but i do promise as you focus on yourself and you're like how am i feeling why am i feeling like this how can i overcome this um start to visualize things, self-talk. He's yelling at you, but you're just turning to your teammates and you're uplifting them. Like, Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, yeah. like so obviously coaches yell at us. It's kind of their job to coach us and it's not their job to verbally abuse us. If that's happening, that's a problem. But like, it's their job to coach us and like sometimes yelling does come into effect, which sucks, but I don't know people that age that's just how they know how to coach but one thing that you can always do is like if a teammate does something good always be like uplifting your teammates and it will like change the like energy of the gym I promise you it will it's something that I like try to do all the time because there's enough competition like it's also okay and perfectly great to like acknowledge your teammates and how good they're doing themselves when they do something good i think and and on top of that paisley's team was really really good at this at byu is you celebrate other people's success yes you know you might not be playing but you still celebrate the success of someone else because there's success for everyone there's a abundance of Mm -hmm. it so be cheerful and a lot of the times when you're doing that then it'll drain the voice of the yelling coach because you're the one and your team is the one talking yes so all right so next question when you're playing sports how do you keep up your mental game when there's a lot of pressure remember what you're good at and even if it's not going perfect or like how you usually play that's okay like find other things that you can affect the game with um and try to excel at that so one thing like when I was at BYU Jetty would always be like Paisley it doesn't matter if you're not like scoring as well this game as you are usually go affect the defensive end and I knew I could always count on myself to like get a stop on defense or be in help side or like keep my man in front of me like I knew I could always do that so mentally that helped me be like okay I'm still helping my team I'm still affecting the game, even though like my role is to score, like I'm also affecting the game on the defensive end when my role is not going as great as it usually is. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's very important because Paisley knew that about herself. So the first thing is what kind of gets you going in the basketball game? Mine, mine's kind of interesting. Like if I just see one shot go in all of a sudden, like, my confidence goes up. So guess what? That might simply be like, I just need to get a fast break, a put back or, 
or something just to get me going. Because I know my defense, I'm going to go all out. Mm-hmm. So offensively, like I need to get going somehow. So that's one way that I that I handle pressure is just like whatever I need to do, get it done. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, talking to you mentally, look, I like to look at it, just as my opinion, as this is an opportunity for me just to continue to get better. This is an opportunity for me to challenge myself. Using those kind of words is like, this is just another challenge. Let's see how well I do. Oh, I didn't do very well in that challenge. Guess what? Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do as bad as last time. I'm going to, I'm going to step up to the challenge next time. And, and maybe being like grateful, like, oh, I'm just grateful that I have pressure. Because sometimes people think pressure is a bad thing, but pressure sometimes, like sometimes you earn pressure. Oh, for Cause, sure. Because Paisley's like, oh, I'm a score. I'm not scoring good. I feel pressure. But it's like she's earned that because she's scored before. So sometimes when you reframe it and saying, oh, why am I feeling this pressure? It's because, first of all, maybe you say, oh, I care. I care about this. Or I feel pressure. It's like, oh, my body's just getting ready for me to perform. Mm-hmm. It's just amping myself up. Like my, You can just look at it that way and that might help you out. But you got to figure out for yourself how it works. Mine is like, this is an opportunity for me to get better. So I need to go out there and I need to get better because guess what? That's how I take my training and so that's how I put it into the game. Mm-hmm. Well, today I'm getting better in my training. Okay, in the game, now I'm getting better. So for those moments that do come, it's just, I'm there. I like that. Yeah. Sounds good You like to me. that? Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember now. Was I talking too much? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but I I did like what you said. What you said. Um. Yeah, the mental game is very important. Like Connor said earlier, you can read books about like how to help that. Um, oh, I just remembered. I I used to, I had a teammate, and honestly, like, um, I asked her because I could tell she was struggling, like, on the court, just with what she was capable of doing, and I could see it on her face. She was so in her head, and I asked her, "What can I do to help you?" So sometimes like you can go to your teammates and like ask for help or be the teammate to go help someone else. But I asked like in these moments, what can I do to help you snap out of it and let you know that like, I don't care if you miss the basketball or if you miss like the shot, like it doesn't change how I feel about you. I do have expectations for how you play, but like, what can I do to make sure you know that I still have confidence in you? Because the confidence you have in yourself and the confidence your teammates have in you help you play better. It's just, it's at least for me, that's the case. And she told me, she's like, just like, keep talking to me, keep telling me like, like things that different things that I can like look at during the game so I can get out of my head. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So that's like another thing, like mentally rely on others as well. Like find teammates that you trust that will be honest with you if you can take that and kind of go, go for it. Okay, here's another one. Advice for when your parents don't want you dating someone, but you really like them. Oh, oh no. This <laughs> happened to me. Uh, I, okay, do you want to go or do you want me to go first? You go ahead. All right. So, so just to make sure I got the question right is she really likes someone or he really likes someone and the parents don't want them to date. Yeah. 
date that person to date that person oh man that's that's a that's a hard that's hard for me because i don't know because because my advice is going to be probably very different if you're in high school this is what i tell everyone just don't date one person date everyone you possibly can yeah i have agree. fun go like i know like you're like oh but i like i love them i like them so much just like no just go and experience and have fun and hang out with a bunch of different people and groups and yeah and that's what i wish i did you know you know kiss a couple people too while you do it and you know you know what i mean yes i know exactly <laughs> what you're saying because like i had I think three different boyfriends in high school. Boo. Literally. Literally. And one of them, I think I dated for like two years. And I'm just like, why? Like, why did I waste so much time when I could be getting to know other people? I could be focusing my time on other things. Like, I just wish that I hadn't dated people and I had just like dated people exclusively is what I mean. Like I hadn't dated people exclusively, exclusively. And I like, just like hung out with everyone and got to know a whole bunch of other people and whatever, like, because things don't last. Things aren't as great. Like high school relationships, you guys are very young and don't know how to deal with your emotions and really don't even know what you want for the rest of your life. So I don't know. I'd say, okay, so this happened to me where my parents didn't want me to date a guy and I wanted to because I liked him and I kind of hid it from them for like a whole year. But like that wasn't fun because like when school dances came around, like I didn't go to dances with him because my parents didn't want me like dating him. And so it's just stupid. Like, I don't know. Maybe you have, if you really truly do like this person, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, your parents are usually right, I will have to say. Um, sadly. Sadly, they're usually right. And they might see something that you don't. Ugh, I would say maybe don't go for it. Still just be friends and maybe like hang with, out with and you can benefits. still kiss him. But like you don't have to date him. I wouldn't be exclusive. I guess that's what I'm going to say. I Don't be exclusive. Especially if you're in high school. If you're in college... Um, do what you want. Like you're an adult, <laughs> you know yeah, what I that mean? That is totally like, that's totally, totally different. different. But like if you're in high school, as much as you hate to hear the advice from your parents, it might be right to listen to them. Yeah. That was tough for us to say, but we said it. All right. Have you ever been in a long distance relationship? If so, do you think they can work out? Personally, I never have, and I knew I didn't want to be because it just wouldn't work out for me. But I have seen other people do long distance, and it works out. Yeah. But like it, it couldn't be me. Yeah, no. I again, that goes back to like what you know about yourself personally. For me, I like to be around my best friend all the time. That's Paisley, so I'd want her very, very close to me, so we can just hang out, do whatever we want, be spontaneous, you know, travel the world together, whatever, whatever. But I will say this. My best friend, Jackson Clough, he is married and he plays baseball for eight months out of the year and his wife plays 
soccer. I don't know how long they play soccer, so I'm not even going to try. But they're in different cities, states, and they have a long-distance relationship, and they do it beautifully. They can handle it. And I'm like, I text them all the time. I'm like, how do you do it? Like, I can, I could never do that. Paisley and I were separated for two weeks, and we thought it was about two years. It's like, that's just not, that's not me. And they just find, they just find ways for it to work. Like, they find ways to meet up. They, they, they made have, a little game. They did, like, um, they would give each other dares that they had to do. And if you didn't do it, then you had to I play. can't remember. I forgot what it was, too, but. Yeah, so they they made games up and different things. Um, So again, I just think it's about like knowing yourself and what you can handle and what you want. And the most important thing in any relationship, especially long distance, oh wait, not even long distance, just in general, is you got to be able to trust the person. Because if you can't trust them, then that's just going to be torture. Yeah. Especially if they're a long distance away, because then you can't talk things out face to face and you know, there's different. You just have to decide what you're willing to deal with. That's it. Okay, this is a question for you, Connor. Top three books you would recommend someone to read. Say them quick. No, I'm not gonna say them quick because it really depends. Connor, just say three books. No, it, it depends. On what? She just it, asked, "What three books would you?" Well, recommend? is it like personal growth? Is she it? D- she didn't say. Well, because that's hard because I don't know. Okay, then don't answer it. No, 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 no. I want to answer it because books are like my thing. So for, I think for like finances, just to get you started, there's this book called The Richest Man in Babylon. And I think that is a great place to start with, you know, saving your money, being financially free. Absolutely wonderful. I think... Another, these are not my top three books, by the way. I'd have to think about it and look at my books and ponder on the question more. But uh, anyways, I think another great book that I really like is called Influence. And it's a psychology book. And I think that is very interesting. And then I really like this book called Poverty to Power by james allen so nice those three books but dm us and we can have a conversation about books because (laughs) that is that is my love language so if you really want to know and what you're interested in then we can talk about it next advice just went or next submission just went through a breakup with someone i thought i was going to marry any advice go ahead babe Man, um, I mean, hopefully there's a reason you guys broke up, like, and what I mean by that is, like, hopefully you guys didn't just break up because, like, you just distance yourselves. It's a lot easier to get over some someone if something big happened. Um, I mean, if you guys broke up because, like, someone cheated or if... Like, you just knew it wasn't going to work out because you didn't like how they were treating you or something. You can rely on that to help you get over it. Also, this is so cliche, but time heals. The more time you have away, the better. Um, and uh, some some other ways you can help, like, get over it is, like, talk to your friends and family who are around your relationship and ask them, like, 
was there anything you guys saw that you thought like wouldn't have been good for me for my future like within this relationship and you can kind of hear out those things and it might help you look and see other maybe negatives in the relationship that you might have missed because you were love struck but I will have to say I am really sorry if you like had these expectations of marrying someone and then and then um breaking up that's really tough that's heartbreaking like I I can only imagine the type of feelings you're feeling I am sorry yeah that's that's super hard because first of all with that happening as whatever you're going through like it's hard to see the lesson even if there is a lesson or not i don't know exactly but there's hard to see like the good out of it that's what i'm trying to say and maybe you dodged a bullet maybe you didn't who who knows um but the biggest thing is i think my advice is be around the ones that you know absolutely love you and are going to build you up at this time um stay away from the rumors, the naysayers, and all you don't need that. Even if it even if it was your fault, it wasn't your fault. Like you need people to be in your corner to love you, to build you up and accept that. I mean that's hard, but accept the like maybe love from your mom and, and be close to them and let them build you up and let them take care of you. And you know, eventually as it as it says, all things come to pass. And this will eventually come to pass too. Like Paisley said, time time heals sometimes and that's hard. But don't get down on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. That is not going to help. And keep barely, barely putting one foot in front of the other. And good things will happen. And you'll become stronger because of it. I don't know how, but it will happen. So I'm, I'm cheering you on. My wife is for sure cheering you on. And... I don't know. Well, that's all the advice we have. I don't know if we're good advice givers, but we tried. We hope you guys (laughs) maybe had some like reassurance or some direction you can go from our responses. Um, But thank you guys for sending those in. I know it can be super vulnerable sharing different things, whether it's anonymous or not sharing different things um, that are going on in our, on your, in your life. So Thank you for submitting everyone that did and everyone that we read your submission. Happy New Year. It's yeah. it's time to celebrate yet again. I love the holiday time because you have Thanksgiving, then a month later you have Christmas, can, can, and then a couple of days later you have the New Year. That's so Can fun. I say one more thing? Yeah. I just want to say thank you for everyone for opening up and asking us questions because that can also be hard too. And... My wife is absolutely the best at sharing and suffering with other people. And that's the best way she gives advice. And that's very different than me. I like to just use words, words, words. But my wife puts her whole soul and heart into it in a different way. So you don't know that about her, but I do. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank you so much. We hope you have a better year and if it's not a better year we hope you make it a better year <laughs> and you just make get it after a it. better year yes guys 
We love you. We appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of this fun season. And if you want to talk about books, DM me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bye guys. Happy New Year. Bye.